0: When all's said and done, all that matters is love. So let love take over. Mm. I don't know about you, but that spoke to me this morning. When all is said and done, all that matters is love. So let love take over. We're so glad you have joined us today here in Crosswalk. We're glad to see you, sort of. You see us and we sort of see you. But I want to see more of you. So let me know that you are out there. Um, Say hey, hello, how are you? Um, Say we love you. Let us know how you're doing, please. And share while you're out there. Share us right now so all that your friends on your page can see what's happening. Or share the link on our website so everyone knows we are here. Lovers Lane is here to offer the life-changing love of Christ to all people and especially during this time we know that we need it in a different and a special way right now so please share that let people know we are there and let them know that we are here for them and that we love them if you're joining us today or if you've missed a couple weeks we are still in our series called become the gospel I'll be real honest with you when we started this particular series because of the time that we were like I'm not sure I'm not sure we should... Is this the right way soul reset into become the gospel? How do you become the gospel in the middle of COVID? Well, the more that we have dove into this series, the more I'm thankful that we did. Man, it has stepped on my toes numerous times, and this week, no exception, as we talk about mercy mercy what do you think of when you hear the word mercy the definition of mercy is compassion or forgiveness that we show someone who we have the power to punish or harm mercy it's a beautiful word with a giant meaning and a meaning that we've all had to experience. Either we've offered mercy or mercy has been offered to us. Today's scripture, where we're coming from today, comes from John 13. And it's one of my favorite stories. I love this story. Starting at verse 1, if you have your Bibles or if you need to scroll with us. We're starting chapter 13, verse 1. Before the festival of Passover, Jesus knew... That his time had come to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them fully. Jesus and his disciples were sharing the evening meal. The devil had already provoked Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew the Father had given everything into his hands and that it had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the table and took off his robe, picking up a linen towel. He tied it around his waist. Then he poured water in a wash basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel he was wearing. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Feet were nasty back then. Jesus replied, you don't understand what I'm doing now, but you will understand later. No, Peter said, you will never wash my feet. Now, you know, by this time, Jesus has given him a look. Jesus replies, Unless I wash you, you won't have a place with me. Simon Peter said, Lord, not only then wash my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus responded, those who have bathed need only to have their feet washed because they are completely clean. You disciples are clean, but not every one of you. He knew who would betray him. That's why he said, not every one of you is clean. After he washed the disciples' feet, he put on his robe and returned to his place at the table. He said to them, do you know what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord and you speak correctly because I am. If I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you too must wash Others feet. I have given you an example just as I have done, you also must do. I assure you, servants aren't greater than their masters, nor are those who are sent greater than the one who sent them. Since you know these things, you will be happy if you do them. This is the word of God for the people of God. And while you're at home, say, thanks be to God. Amen. So when I think of the word mercy, when I was a kid, I think of this game. And you would would stand side by side like this with someone, right? And you would grip your hands together. You stand face to face. And you begin to just grip and see who could pull the fingers back further. Have you ever played that game? That game started off fun. It didn't always end fun. Before you could press your hands back, it's a game of domination, right? Who could win by pushing whose hands the furthest? And sometimes... You could do pretty good at it, right? And you could be the one that moved the fingers this way. And then sometimes your fingers were being moved this way. And what would you say when you couldn't take another minute? When you couldn't handle your fingers hurting anymore, you would say, mercy. And immediately the game was over. But whoever cried mercy basically lost because they had been dominated in that game. When I hear the word mercy, I still think about what does that look like? I think about how when you're standing there and all of a sudden it's fun, and then the next minute it's not fun anymore if you're the one screaming mercy. Mercy. Then there are other times it feels like we are on the losing side of this game right a lot. Where it feels like everything is dominating us. This COVID-19 time of isolation has felt like a game of mercy sometimes. On one day I feel like I've got it all together. My stove is back in. It's rolling. Owen ended school on Friday. Thank you, Lord. And we made it. I learned I am not a homeschool teacher, but God had mercy on this mama. I feel like I've got it all together in other days. I just feel like I want to give up and say mercy. Today's scripture in this game of mercy teach me that mercy is a two-sided coin. On Sundays, we are the ones who have the power to offer mercy. And on other days, all we can do is pray to receive mercy. So my first point today is sometimes we have the power to offer mercy. I don't even think we realize the power that can come in our hands in giving mercy. Sometimes to the smallest, to the largest of things. The ability to offer mercy is a reflection of how much power you have in a situation. In our scripture, Jesus knew he would be denied by Peter and betrayed by Judas. That wasn't news to him. It was within his power to punish them, to banish them from the table or to reject them from his presence and he would have had every right to do so. Jesus had that power. This was his dinner party. But in this series, we are talking about how to be the gospel. Jesus didn't use his power to punish. Jesus asked And used his power to forgive. To show mercy, what did Jesus do? (laughs) He washed their nasty feet. And let me tell you, feet aren't pretty to begin with, but they are really bad when you've been walking in sandals 20 miles. Feet are gross, dirty feet are worse. And his way of showing mercy wasn't, hey, I'm glad you're here. It was, let me put a towel around my waist and let me wash your feet. When I had first started in ministry, I was so green. And I was signed immediately into doing television. And I walked in and had no clue what I was doing. I was up there by myself. I was trying to figure out music. I didn't know the process. I brought everything I had in my briefcase. And I walk in and I met this incredible woman that had been in ministry a really long time. And thank you for powerful women that have mercy. I walked in to do this show With not a clue of what I was doing. And I remember getting up to sing a song. And I didn't know where to look at the camera. I didn't know how to hear the track. Back then we did tracks. We didn't do live music. I had no way of knowing what I was doing. And yet all of this was supposed to be for the glory and honor of God. And I had no concept of what was going on. And I finally remember sitting there thinking, this is awful, this is not going well and I am failing quickly at this. I got a tap on my shoulder and I turn around and it's this beautiful, mature woman. And she said, follow me, honey, and I'll show you how to do this. She was in a powerful position in my life in that moment. And I was failing and I was failing quickly in front of millions of people on television. And I did not know what to do. And that tap on my shoulder said, Honey, follow me. I'll show you how to do this. Mercy showed up for me in a powerful way. Sometimes we are powerless and in need of mercy. Did you get that? Sometimes we are powerless and in need of mercy. There are times in our lives when we feel powerless, when we feel like the rest of the world has control over us. Some situations require that we fight against that control, that we fight for justice and what's right. But often, when we feel the most powerless, the most out of control, or at the mercy of someone else, it's because we are trying to fight the battle on our own. Yikes. When Jesus first tells the disciples he's going to wash their feet, Peter's response is, Oh no, not my feet. You're not washing my feet. And here's the thing about Peter. Peter thought he was doing the right thing. So let's give Peter a slight break. This is the same guy that has already cut the ear off the soldier because he was trying to save Jesus. But what happens is sometimes our way of doing things gets in the way of doing the right thing. And sometimes we don't even know that we're not necessarily doing the right thing. Peter was doing his ministry and still getting in the way. Here Peter stands in front of the master and basically says, No, don't. I don't don't need that from you, God. But when Jesus says, If you don't wash my feet, then you will have nothing without me. And Peter realizes, If I don't accept this gift... A gift of mercy, even if Peter doesn't yet realize it. I will be on my own. And at that moment, Peter accepts the gift and says, not just my feet, just wash it all. Do you ever feel like that? Oh, no, God, I've got this. We start to believe that when life is going good, the good fortune, the success, the great relationships, all of the things that give us power in life, we start to believe we've done that all on our own. I'm really good about saying, hey, God, listen, if you'll stand right here, let me go figure this out. And if I need you, I'll come get you. And his mercy says, no, I'm not going to let you go. His mercy says, hold on, I've got you. His mercy says, I am here for the long haul. And even in the middle of Rona, his mercy says no. Until we understand that we are also worthy of his mercy. It's not just about letting go of our pride. It's also about letting go of the fact of being aware of what is around us and knowing that God is ever-present, that God is there in the midst of what that means, even when you've been in lockdown for two months. Until the power starts to shift. Someone we love betrays us. The big deal we were counting on falls through. One day we're healthy. The next day the doctor says cancer or our heart gives out. Or a deadly pandemic puts you into lockdown. We fear for our health. For our jobs. For the economy. For our savings. For our family. We finally remember that we really aren't the ones that have the power. Because his mercy said no. Because he walked up and he taps you on the shoulder and he says, follow me, I got this. It's at this point we can really understand where our power comes from. It's at these times when we've been brought to our knees by life, that we remember how much we need Jesus to wash our feet. We really aren't in this on our own. God offers us mercy every day. The compassion and forgiveness we need to endure any difficulty. So I ask you, how have you offered mercy I ask you how have you been offered mercy God God offers it to us non-stop even when our brains try to figure it out and go okay Lord let me just get a grip on this a minute let me think about this for a minute because through pandemic I'm like okay let me get to Easter once we get to Easter it's going to be open We're going to be fine. We got to Easter. Guess what? That was a month ago. We're still in lockdown. We get to Mother's Day and I'm thinking, oh, surely by Mother's Day, it's going to be okay. Guess what? We're still in lockdown. My kid finishes school and I thought, surely, once summer starts, and you know what? Surely, that word, by the way, just a side note, will get you in trouble every time. My son finishes school and I think, okay, summer will come. It will be okay. I'm not sure that we won't still be in lockdown. Some of you are tired of doing church at home. Let me tell you, it's not a breeze to sit here and do church and preach to an empty room. But the spirit of God and the mercy of God is still there and still present. And he's right there with you. God offers mercy to us all, every single one of us every day. Christ sits with you, and he wants to wash your feet. You can run, but you can't hide. You can act like you're the one sitting at the table that didn't betray Jesus, and he still says, I'm washing your feet. Can you imagine washing the feet of the person you know that has just helped sentence you to death? But his mercy says, No. I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you be afraid. I'm not going to let you sit there and go through this alone because he has the power and he taps you on the shoulder and he says, hey, I got you, just follow me. Graduates, this didn't look like the way you had planned. Some of my friends out there today, I love you so much and I'm so proud of you because you're graduating seminary and that's a big deal. It didn't look and end up the way you had planned. But God's mercy, God's mercy is there.